Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Coming up on a Friday, Friday. (laughs) Save that. Save that. Sweet sound. That means it's Friday and the weekend is almost here. I know for a lot of people, of course, you still have to get through Friday. We are uh, well on our way, though, here on Ben and Woods. Good morning. It is Ben Higgins and Paul Rindle to my left today. Of course, uh, Woodsy's off, so it's just going to be you and I today, Paul, for the next four hours. But we should have a, a pretty good show today, I would think. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Shout out to Woodsy. Pretty sure he's listening right now. Are you hosting like the guy who? Yeah. Took shout, over? Out SD. Shout, shout out SD. Shout, shout out, out to Woods Woodsy. And Hannah. On their shout way out to Vegas Las Vegas. Sphere. Shout out Bono. Shout out sports that we're going to talk about this. Uh, you know, shout out the MLB playoffs that are still going on, and shout out Thursday night football. Shout out. Is there college football last night? Uh, there was some college football. Shout out had a Hail Mary. Football. Yeah, shout out uh, the Houston Cougars and their Hail Mary to win the game last night. Yeah, I totally knew that that happened. Are we done with the shout outs this I'm morning? I'm done with the shout outs. All right, well, uh, yeah, we're going to be here until 10 o'clock this morning as uh, Woods takes the day off. Much deserved. You know, when I'm off, it's never much deserved, but <laughs> I think when Woods is off, he definitely needs a day uh, away from the kids. He and Hannah going this weekend to Sphere, Las Vegas to see U2, which I am jealous about amazing. Not that I'm the concert guy, but that venue. I mean, I told people yesterday, uh, Woods is going there, going, oh my God, I want to hear everything about what what it's like, what kind of experience it is, how much did he pay? I still don't have any clue. I don't either. I know that he it hasn't was told a lot. Us, which he, is I, he's embar- not a good sign. Yeah. Knowing Woods and what he overpays for things, and he's almost like embarrassed to say what he's paid for the tickets. And it wasn't just tickets, he had to buy. Like a suite at the Venetian, just to like get access to the tickets for the show. He had to get like the whole package. But Couldn't, you know, he's treating him and his his, his bride. He's, he's not the, staying at the twenty dollars no. Treasure Island room and then walking over to the Sphere. Yeah, I mean, he, Woods will readily admit that he pays three hundred twenty nine dollars for an oil change. <laughs> so the fact that he won't actually say what he is splurged for this. Uh, got now, my, got my oil change yesterday. Actually, guess <laughs> what? Didn't spend $350 on it. <laughs> no, of course not. But then again, he's getting 
a fairly once in a lifetime experience this weekend as well. I mean, the sphere will probably be around. You two may do shows in the future, but this is one of the first ones, and it's the first one. Get to be. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they haven't they the they've done. They've this done is like the second or third show. They're that doing they've a couple done. of shows a week, I think. Yeah, and they've been going for a week or two now. Yeah, so this is one of the very first yeah. performances in one of the most hyped venues in America with one of the his favorite bands, greatest bands. So. Yeah, I'm I'm a little a uh, little jealous of what he's going to be doing this weekend. So I hope he has a really good time, has a lot of fun. Uh, my my night was actually uh, a little bit different. I didn't work last night because I have to work Saturday and Sunday, so I got the night off from television, and I went to uh, the Regal Siegel to watch both games. So it had the same time, all the TVs up with the football streaming on Amazon and the Braves and Phillies on TBS, and was able to watch. Uh, both the games. But what's cool about this is, you know, Shelley works at the Seagull, which is a, a sports bar essentially in Lucadia. And she works in the kitchen. She's been doing it for a few years now. She really has fun a few times a week. But they have allowed her now on Thursday nights, she is putting together a hot dog special. I mean, they're a sausage, they're an ale and sausage grill, is what their kind of their signature menu item is. So. She's doing themed dog night on dogs, Thursdays. Not, not like brats. Well, they have they have different. They have uh, kielbasas. They have brats. They have regular hot dogs. So she's doing a regular hot dog, but then kicking it up with whatever team is hosting the Thursday night football game each week to kind of draw in. Oh, let's do you know? Let's do so. Last night was the Kansas City dog, and I must say, so she uh, smoked pork belly on the big green egg. Okay, what's a what would have. Kansas City dog. So barbecue. barbecue. So so she made um, smoked pork belly burnt ends in barbecue sauce and then put those on top of the hot dog with fried crispy onions on top. This is obviously a cheat meal for me. I did get a side <laughs> salad instead of french fries, but man, it was fantastic. And she's been like each week coming up with, you know, looking at the like, okay, what city are they playing in this week? Okay, it's... uh. It's Kansas City. It's Green Bay. They did like beer brought some, you know, for Green Bay a couple of weeks ago. And it's coming up with a theme for the city in which the team is hosting Thursday night football. And it was, uh, this was the first one I actually got to go and have the dog. And it was incredible. It was fantastic. So if you happen to be in North County on a Thursday night and want to try the hot dog special at the Regal Seagull, well, now you can, I don't know who's playing next Thursday because you're going to have to come up with an entirely new. Hot dog special menu item. Jacksonville at New Orleans. Ooh, now no, New Orleans. So that's going to be jambalaya. Some sort dog. of like yeah, gumbo dog or jambalaya <laughs> dog or beignets on top of a hot dog. She'll figure it out. She'll come up with something that actually does make more sense than anything I can possibly think of. But uh, yeah, New Orleans seems like you've got some options at least uh, food wise. Oh, yeah. So uh, so that was pretty cool. And uh, watched some of the games. Went with the boys. They came with me. Um, we left uh, before I got home for the end of the baseball game to see our, our buddy Matt Strom God, come in cool. and, you know, friend of the program, Matt Strom, who got the final three outs with a tying Tier runs one. on base. Tier one listener, Matt Strom. Very, very cool. Shout out to Matt Strom. To see him in such a big moment because while we've seen him a ton in, you know, the postseason and, and the Phillies absolutely use him as a you know, got to get some left-handers out, you know, whatever inning it's in. I think we've seen him, like, in the sixth. We've seen him in the seventh. He has not closed out games, generally, in his career. I think I saw the stat. Going into last night, he had six career saves. But the Phillies had already used Craig Kimbrell and, and Alvarado. 
you know, for some high leverage outs earlier in the game. Rob Thompson was really aggressive in his strategy. So he was left after uh, the first couple of runners got on. And he was like, okay, I think Strom is the best option here. And uh, it took him eight pitches to get through the three outs <laughs> to clinch the series uh, winner and send the Philadelphia Phillies to their second consecutive National League Championship Series where they will take on the Arizona Diamondbacks, as we all predicted at the beginning of the season and the beginning of the postseason. Phillies Diamondbacks was going <laughs> to be your NLCS this year. That'll begin on Monday, but uh, congratulations to Matt. How are the television executives feeling? Not great. I don't uh, you know, know why that's where we always result or resort to is, oh, what, what's... Philly's fine. What are the ratings going to be I, like? I think, you know, it's not New York, but Philly with Bryce Harper and that cast of stars and the fact that they were in the World Series last year. To me, there is, gotta be interest, they're right? as good of a story as anyone. I mean, I, I think... Honestly, I think from a story perspective, they're better than the Dodgers even getting in for for a national storyline. Uh, you know, Phillies, yeah, yeah, the Phillies. Uh, now the Diamondbacks are not a great storyline. They're filled with players that, unless you are a, a fan of the NL West, haven't really been seeing much. Oh yeah, I heard about that, that Corbin. Yeah, that's, guy. that's about it. I mean, you probably didn't. You know, if you're if you're living in Cincinnati huh. or you're living in Marte Seattle, still playing, huh? did you watch their series against the Brewers? Probably not in the first round. Maybe you caught some of these games, but in, in the second round against the Dodgers, one or two. But they are an unknown quantity from a an, an overlooked you know desert area of the United States that is not going to draw a great deal of attention for the National League Championship Series. So I p- promise you, the TV execs, not that we care. But the MLB, you know, in the league office, they are definitely hoping for the Philadelphia Phillies at this point to advance <laughs> yes. to the World Series and not like an Arizona Diamondbacks Houston Astros World Series. I think that would probably be their nightmare scenario of the four teams remaining. Yeah. Astros in the World Series would still be. I mean, they, I, well, I mean, I, Rangers is Dallas, and that is an absolutely massive media market. There may be some fatigue from the Astros, just how often they've been there. And, you know, there's obviously name recognition because of what they've done and they've won. But my guess is is that having the Dallas market in there would probably be the preference. But, yeah, the American League's not nearly the one or the other situation that the National League is. But in the National League, they're definitely yeah, pulling just, for the I Phillies. just looked it up. Dallas is the fifth largest media market in the nation. Yeah, Houston's huge. number seven. Yeah, they're both they're both pretty big. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Texas. And uh, that series is going to get started on Sunday. Uh, the uh, National League champion started on Monday. Sunday, uh, Monday. Okay. Which means they've got, well, they got to figure out how to... Get past a nice little layoff now for a few yeah, days. Yeah, is that too much time off? Yeah, are they, uh, everyone going to get cold? The Phillies are going to come out, and they're <laughs> going to look like they haven't played baseball ever because they had to take a few days off. Um, we'll, we'll see. But uh, the, is it a problem that none of the series, so none of the wild card series, which were all sweeps, and now none of the division series have made it to a decisive game? So you had no game threes in the wild card round, and now you've had no game fives. In the division series, which means if the ALCS or NLCS doesn't go to a Game 7 or the World Series doesn't go to a Game 7, you will not have one single win or go home, both teams, game, you know, at the end of a series, which is pretty unusual in this format, considering all you need is one of the wild card teams to split the first two games, and you'll get at least one of them there. And in a five-game series with four of them going on at the same time, Usually one or two of them gets to a game five. So this is pretty strange that 
out of the eight series you've played so far, every single one of them was decided in less than the maximum number of games. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, you are definitely missing the winner go home, the the elimination game feeling for sure. But I, I've been thoroughly entertained with just about every single game that I've watched. Even the blowouts, they were in the favor of the team that I had the rooting interest in, so I wasn't too upset about it. You know, watching the Dodgers just get pummeled in the first inning or whatever. Yeah, the, the Braves uh, Philly series been was good. Fun games. The Braves Philly series was good. It was had, really good. The Braves one win was fantastic. There was a yes. couple of blowouts. One of the for greatest sure. endings to a game you'll ever but see. But that was fantastic. Last night's game was. Solid, if not spectacular, it was a very solid playoff game with a lot of tension and drama right, all yeah. the way through. Yeah, two on with one yeah. out in the ninth inning. But <laughs> I will, I will say the rest of the games, the two of the Dodgers Diamondbacks games were reasonably close, but that was a quick sweep, and you haven't had necessarily the most competitive, dramatic postseason so far in Major League Baseball. I'm not saying it's been bad, but. It's not going to go down as an all-timer unless, you know, something happens in these last so, three series. We're just getting started, my friend. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> you know, Most people don't even pay attention until this they get to really the, this up. level and you get to the seven gamers. So we will talk some baseball. we got a good show planned today. Speaking of that, joining us later this hour is our buddy from Philly, John Marks, uh, the guy who hosts the show that Bryce Harper listens to <laughs> every day on his way into Citizens Bank Park. Uh, he's mentioned it many times. Uh, and John is going to be with it again us. To me yesterday when I texted him. Yeah, of course. Well, I, who wouldn't? I mean, absolutely, who wouldn't? If if we knew that, like Manny was listening on his way to the ballpark every single day, you think Woods would not make casual mention of that fact seventeen times during the show? I think he probably t- would. T-shirts made, stickers. Manny's show. <laughs> Manny Machado <laughs> listens to Ben and Woods. I mean, we're best friends forever, but I don't know that he's necessarily listening to a talk radio on his way into the ballpark. Uh, from Coronado every single day. So John Marks is going to be with us at 6.35. We'll talk about I refuse the to Phillies. believe that Manny is not listening to the coach for the entire <laughs> course. you know, 15 yeah, minutes. Well, John's, John does the midday. So they that's do, uh, yeah, middays or afternoons. Kind of when you know baseball players are generally heading on in for a night game. Uh, we can also talk a little uh, football. They obviously have one of the best teams in the NFL as well, in the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending NFC champions who are undefeated so far this season. So good time to be a Philly sports fan and good time to talk to our friend in Philly. John Marks is going to be with us at 635. It is Friday. It is a crossing streams Friday. So 735 will be Craig Elston's turn to come in, give us some uh, TV recommendations for our weekend viewing and some Padres talk and more. Got a San Diego soccer season right around the corner, so Craig will be with us at 7.35. A.J. Cassaville, our friend from MLB.com, who usually covers the San Diego Padres, and we will certainly kind of do his end-of-season thoughts on the Padres when he joins us at 8.35, but he was also covering the Diamondbacks-Dodgers series. You know, they kind of um, assign some of the reporters mm-hmm. to do extra coverage during the postseason, and I heard, I could swear, I was listening to the postgame news conference with... I don't know if it was Dave Roberts or Tori, Deve- Tori Lovello. The first question, I go, I know that voice. That's AJ <laughs> asking the question, and I it was absolutely right. He was there covering that series as well. So like, I felt bad when I thought about, oh, maybe we could reach out to AJ because I had no idea he was covering that series, and I'm like, eh, you know, he might already be in like full off season mode, but. It's, it was such a weird start to the offseason for Padres fans with so many like questions and all this turmoil. We're like, what's going on? Now that it's kind of the dust has settled, 
it's like, okay, let's get AJ on. Let's get his thoughts on, on the biggest issues the Padres need to address this offseason. You're like, I'm pretty sure he's covering the NLDS. So uh, that works out really well. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, in our 930 segment, a lot of guests today. There's a reason for it. Without Woods, we can uh, fill a little more time. But we got one of our old friends, Eric Adelson, uh, who has covered the NFL forever. He's uh, a professor as well. He's always fun to talk to. Uh, we'll take a look at the quarter mark of the NFL season uh, with our senior NFL writer emeritus, Eric Adelson. I'm just going to add titles to his name as we go I like forward. The, the third mark, not even the quarter mark now. Week well, six? Now, uh, so, yeah, play this 18? is. This is going into week six of the NFL season. But yeah, they play so, 17 games in 18 weeks. So, I guess, yeah, I guess it's a third. More Some a teams third. have only played four games, though, because they already had a bye. Yeah, so they're true. not even to the quarter mark <laughs> of the season, the teams that had a bye already. And others are already past the third mark of the season if you played last night and played your sixth game. So, whatever. You can't. It doesn't add up evenly anymore, but we'll have Eric Adelson to kind of break it down for a little like quarterly or thirdly visit for the Ben and Woods program at 935. We'll do some of our regular features. Obviously, like, let's we go three-eighths. Three-eighths mark yeah. of the season. Because, yeah, that's when you check in with your senior writers at the three-eighths mark of the season. So uh, we'll do regular features, including we can't do take on Woods because he's not here. And apparently we can't do take on Joss because I don't know where they are. They're not here either. Nobody's so in this building. I'll this, come up. this entire building is empty. It's just us, me and you. It's like, like it's still it's a work day, right? It's like the first day of our show, six almost six years ago when I was filling in and yeah. you were the board op, and it was just the two of us over the holidays, and no yeah. one else was there, and no one was listening either. And now <laughs> here we are, the number one show in San Diego. You and me, Paul, we've made it we to the top it. of the mountain. We did it, full circle, baby. We did it, thanks to the tier ones. Uh, tier ones, we should have a good one. Hang on, we'll get to our daily ditty and uh, more coverage of uh, last night's game ahead with Ben and Woods. We'll check traffic. Kelly, I think, is somewhere bopping around with a, a traffic report. We'll hear that and come back next on 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This band on our Daily Ditty. Welcome back. It's Ben and Paul on a Friday. Our theme this week is bands featuring romantic couples. Talking Heads, and she was, uh, and their bassist and singer Tina Weymouth, Weymouth and their drummer Chris France have been married since 1977. But the other reason I picked it is that for some reason, and I never totally understood this, Woods doesn't like the talking heads at all, <laughs> so I didn't subject him to one of the choices that I knew that he would not enjoy. That's a great song, though. I love I And do She like Was by the Talking Heads. is a terrific song, and they feature, of course, a couple that I believe they're still together. That's pretty, I mean, married, uh, what is that now, 46 years? That's pretty impressive, especially for people who were in a band together. Now, that band broke up pretty... I think dramatically at some point. Um, so that the band didn't make it, but they, I think, have uh, made it over the years. So that's uh, that's our final selection this week, and we'll come back. I think Paulie will get a theme selection on Monday. All right, for a new daily ditty and a daily uh, for next spend, week. I will spend all weekend thinking, thinking about, about it. it. Good. Um, I don't like that you're standing up right now. I understand that you f- kind of need to the way your body's feeling. But, but you told me you would stand up if you. Could. I would, but I can't. And so now that Woods isn't in the room. Also sitting down, I it just I'm I'm just towering like over looking you. down on me uh, a little bit from your ivory tower. I had to actually call in the engineers yesterday, and after the show, they figured out how to raise my microphone a little bit, so I can st- you know, see. Now you are too tall, it and it does not go it up as high, high enough. As it goes. Yeah, you're far. I have to talk like this. <laughs> I don't think I can do this. For another three and a half hours. Plus, now your your head is no longer on the camera. Is uh, you could do that, but <laughs> so yeah, I'm standing and I will kind of do. See, look, there's, there's Bill, our engineer. our engineer, who is Hi, Bill. walking by and seeing his handiwork uh, being used by he me. Hi, so I will be um, I will be going up and down a little bit over the course of the show, and it's probably I saw a study which scared the death scared me to death that sitting. For long periods of time, like every day, mm-hmm. like I do in a car, at work, at here, at, te- at television, is like as bad for your body as smoking or being <laughs> obese. And it's not like I don't exercise. I mean, I, I Peloton 20 times this last month. I get exercise every day. But they say doesn't really matter is if you're sitting that much, it's just really bad. It increases your chance of 
cancer and heart disease and everything. So I'm really trying to stand more through the day, take a little more walks in between when I'm working at Channel 10 and uh, here now, you know, get the microphone up. So I stand more and it's good, you know, my back and sciatic. So I've always and, been a fan of doing yeah. radio standing up. I think it physically just feels and sounds better. Like you're just able to get the words out easier, uh, but we just don't have, we have small desks in the studio. Which is weird because Low the desks. other studios, every with other the FM studio, host, they all have standing stations. Every other studio in this building, the desks are five, five and a half feet tall. Yeah. You can stand. And there's a reason for that. When they built that and they thought this was going to be their talk station, they know that you know, the lazy talk host guys that are usually here just want to sit for the entire time and not stand. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I wish we could they just these studios just bring just everything up uh, and, and we could all stand. I'm also very tall, which is not that easy for the engineers to deal with because they needed to get the microphone <laughs> a lot higher than they would for, like, you know, Joss, who comes in and, you know, she's like five foot about zero and doesn't need a microphone six feet four inches into the air like i do so uh anyway uh just quickly because we got john marks coming up here at the bottom of the hour yesterday's game played out i thought i thought we analyzed it yesterday on the show perfectly spencer strider was certainly not it was going to be close early in the game because it was a good pitching matchup i thought with the atmosphere though ranger suarez was going to be fine i didn't know how long he was going to go they let him pitch rob thompson left him in a little bit longer as opposed to the quick hook in game one uh they they kept him going and you know he delivered like gave up just the one solo home run to austin riley yeah he went uh five innings but went five innings and uh you can't ask for much more than that out of a guy who's not one of your top two starters in a playoff game yeah they were down one nothing but then they got the time castellanos and then trey turner put him in the lead in the bottom of the fifth and they never surrendered it they went to that bullpen after that uh, Castellanos hit another one in the sixth, and, and off they went to that 3-1 win uh, using their high-leverage relievers. And if you were listening to, to Ben and Woods, we told you, yeah, go with the the underdog fills on the money line. And I saw a couple of the tier ones who actually thanked us <laughs> and said, thank you, I want some money, listening to the analysis from Ben and Woods yesterday on what was going to happen in that game. And it wasn't just us. Jesse Rogers from ESPN also said, I think the Phillies are going to wrap it up in the game tonight. And I was so stunned that that the Braves were the favorites, even with Spencer Strider on the mound. Yeah, going it made in, no sense. I mean, I mean going that, into the, the, the beast of the belly, as I like to say, in Philadelphia, uh, with that atmosphere, it it felt like if the game was even close in the fifth inning, even if the Phillies were down a run, that with that bullpen and that crowd and that energy, they were going to find a way to pull out the win in the end. And, and oh. essentially, that's... That's what they were able to do last night and uh, you know get to the National League Championship Series. So I'm curious what it feels like in Philly right now. Uh, John Marks from WIP, our Odyssey sister station, and good friend of the program is going to join us when we come back next here on a Friday morning with Ben and Paul. And Woods out on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I'm 
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Uh, let's face it, the Philadelphia Phillies have been an unstoppable force in the National League playoffs the last couple of years. They lost to the Astros, of course, in the World Series. But in the NL, no one's been able to stop them. I was just looking back at last year's NLCS. You know, you, a year later, you, your memory fades a little bit. I Obviously, I know the Padres lost in five games, and we remember Bryce Harper spitting on the changeup and... You know, that close game at the end that could have gone either way. But it was a close series. It was five games. But, you know, you had two pitchers duels between Zach Wheeler and you, Darvish. And Wheeler was just phenomenal uh, in that series. You had the game that the Padres won, game two, where they fell behind early but rallied. And, and Petco Park was going nuts. And then you had a couple of games that were, were reasonably close. You know, some offensive games in Philadelphia had the... The Clev game where they went up 4 nothing and then couldn't get an out in the bottom of the first <laughs> inning, and they ended up losing that one. But it wasn't as though the Phillies you know, just ran the Padres out of the ballpark in that series. Yeah, they could have swept it as well had the Padres not done it. So we are going to uh, check traffic, and then we'll come back, and John Marks is going to be with us from WIP in Philadelphia uh, here on 97.3 The Fan. And the left-handers, 1-2. Swing and a miss. He got yes! him! Phillies come racing out of the dugout as Matt Strom has saved it, and the Phillies eaten the Braves in the division series for the second year in a row. Tier one, Matt Strom, the guy, guy. You, know, you guys played golf with a few months ago, is now saving <laughs> the clinching game of division series for the Philadelphia Phillies. So and, cool, man! That uh, was so that awesome. Is, last that night. was really fun to see for Maddie. Uh, joining us right now in our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, our friend from our sister station in Philadelphia, WIP. Odyssey in Philly. John Marks is back with us here on 97.3 The Fan. John, it's great to have you on. I mean, what a what a week right now for sports in Philly. Yeah, um, man, two years in a row with the Braves. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, it is pretty amazing. A 5-0 and football team and the Phils in the NLCS for the second straight year. It's crazy. What are you guys going to talk about today? Like <laughs> 76ers training camp or... Well, they played. They had, we, I mean, preseason action for Flyers, I think they viewed last night as well, but... <laughs> Yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a Phillies it's a Phillies town right now, and and we'll react to what the Eagles do on Sunday, obviously on Monday. But um, yeah, the the Phillies are running running things right now, and Bryce Harper is kind of right out on the front, and um, 
you know, it's an amazing time. It really is. John, the uh, atmosphere at Citizens Bank Park has, has looked insane. Petco Park's had a great atmosphere the last few seasons. Has it always? I don't feel like it's always been like that at the bank. Kind of what? What was the tipping point here? What has created this phenomenal home field advantage for the Phillies, especially in the postseason? Winning. Um, <laughs> we we actually we actually talked about this before. So the Phillies were really good. They won a World Series in 08. They went back in 09. They had Roy Halladay for a couple of years, 2010, 2011. And then it all, all fell apart when the core of that team got old, uh, 2012, 2013. And then they didn't make the playoffs for 10 years. So when you go through a 10-year period of, of not winning, of having high payrolls, and then you kind of dumb down your payroll because you're rebuilding, um, you know, it wasn't until last year that they made the playoffs. It went 10 years with, uh, without making the playoffs. It was like this. I, I, I just think it's recency bias. We don't realize it was like this. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you just forget because it's a long time. It may be a little bit louder now. Um, it's just – so sometimes you have teams that are good and win, and other teams – other times you have teams that are good and win and connect with your fan base. And this team connects with the, with the Philadelphia fan base unlike any other team that I've, I've seen in a really, really long time. And I think that contributes to it. They're fun. They appreciate it. They feed into it. Um, they get energy from the crowd. It, it really is. It, it's um. It's kind of one of once in a generation type team with the fans here. It's amazing. And that connection seems to start with Bryce Harper, which uh, you know what for me, it's a little unusual. A lot of players have connections with their fans, but sometimes it's the the role players who seem to be the ones who do the connecting. And the stars are just the stars. You cheer for the stars, but Bryce has gone in after signing his free agent contract in Philadelphia. And in the beginning, I, I felt like he was almost criticized, like, are you trying too hard here to be a Philly? And, you know, you just, yeah. you're, you're, a, you're a mercenary from another place, from Vegas, from Washington, and here you are. But now it feels genuine. It feels organic. What, what has Bryce done, not just recently, but, but over the time that he's been in Philly, that has really endeared him so much to a place where it can be tough to win over the fans? Yeah, I think you you got a really good read on the situation. He came in right from the start, and, I mean, it, it, it did. It almost felt like that he was trying too hard to embrace the fans and to, to buy into everything that we were doing. But then when you learn over time and over the last couple of years is that he's he's genuine. Some people think that, that he's just kind of kissing up to the fan base and he's saying what the fans want to hear and everything else. I mean, guess what? That's a good thing. That's a good thing that he cares what the fans think. And, I, I mean, he – it is unbelievable for a star, the magnitude of Bryce Harper, to come into a city like Philadelphia, like you were saying, not easy to play here, especially as a superstar, and just done everything perfectly. And he's a great leader. He's a great player. He rises to the occasion in big moments. Oh, and by the way, he listens to my show on WIP <laughs> when he drives into the ballpark. I know Paul texted me when uh, this went down a couple weeks ago. He shouted out a listener on our show that was <laughs> – screaming and yelling that he loves Bryce Harper and he wants Bryce Harper to hit it, to, to win a World Series because he deserves it more than anybody. And he sh hit a home run and he shouted him out and said this home run was from Chuck from Mount Airy. So he listens to my show and he's probably going to be listening today when he when he's out in the car. <laughs> John Marks from WIP is with us. I told you he was going to work it into the conversation. I mean, I, mean, I would. would it, yes. I would, no doubt about <laughs> Woods, it. Woods would have a tattoo. This is Manny Machado <laughs> listens to Ben and Woods. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Um, John, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, but but it really it really is like he does listen, right? Like he yeah. listens 
because he wants to hear what people are saying, and he's a big sports fan. Because guess what? If I was a, an athlete, I mean, I don't look at my Twitter mentions because people are mean. I don't want to see what pe- people are saying to me. Imagine being an athlete. He turns on WIP and he hears people yelling and screaming because he wants to hear it. So it, it's pretty cool. He's got a good perspective on things. So um, John Marks is with us. Uh, the Philly fans, uh, you know, have, over history have been known for being really tough and booing Santa Claus. And I, I know it's a stereotype, but uh, you get to stereotypes because, well, some of them are true. The <laughs> moment this season when... Trey Turner was struggling, and the fans gave him a standing ovation, and he just went off from that point. Uh, can you talk about like what what kind of created that, and, and if is there really something to that that like the nicer Philly fans have been fueling some of this run for the Phils? Well, I hate to take credit for uh, for Trey Turner's <laughs> resurgence as well, but so it's actually my producer uh, on our on our show, Mark and show, Jack Fritz who we were sitting in a pre-show meeting and we were talking about Trey Turner. And he said, you know what? He said, what if we gave him a standing ovation? Cause he had just, he was struggling big time and you can tell it was mental. Baseball is such a mental sport sometimes. So he was struggling at home. He was committing errors in the field. He was just guessing up at the plate. They go on a road trip for like two or three series. And it's like, all right, maybe he can turn it around the road trip. He sucked on the road trip too. So it was the first game before the home, the home, the home series. There was a little bit of a homestand. It was a Friday night game. And we said, you know what? And we went on the air with it. We said, let's give Trey Turner a standing ovation. Let's do what Philly fan doesn't normally do. And let's support him. And let's put our arm around him. Because the dude was struggling. And he took everything. He wasn't blaming anybody else. He wasn't not talking to the media. He kept saying, I suck. This is on me. I'm doing everything that I can. He was mentally swimming in his own head. So we just put it out there, and it just kind of caught on. And before you know it, on that Friday night game, he got a standing ovation, and it turned—it really did. It turned the season around. It, it was—it, you know, he did the work. So you know, I don't want to take all the credit, guys, but um, it was something that that the modern Philly fan said, "Hey, you know what? Instead of booing him and and trading him next year." Let's put our arm around him and see if we can't help him and support him. And we did, and it worked. It's amazing. Well, how is your show responsible for the Eagles' 5-0 and start then, John? It's, uh, I think everyone wants to know. <laughs> well, I didn't believe in Jalen Hurts for like three straight years, so maybe that contributed to it as well. Uh, but that's about it. Are the Eagles, By the way, um, they're 5-0, and but is there some nervousness that the San Francisco 49ers are truly the class of the NFC so far and that the Eagles still have some work to do to catch up to the, the 49ers who are the favorites. Yeah. The 49ers definitely are the best team um, right now. They, um, and they, they, they look like that they, they have that look to them, right? Like sometimes it's, it's, you can just say like, yeah, they have the look to it. They have the look right now. I also think that it helps that they did lose like they did last year in the NFC championship game in Philly where, where they lost their quarterbacks to where, now they have that common goal, and it's like, you know, the Eagles are on the bulletin board every day when they walk in, and they're like, we're going to beat them, we're going to beat them. And that really means something. Everybody's pulling in the same direction. With that being said, you know, it's going to come down to the Eagles and the 49ers, and I think it comes down to who has home field advantage, and it's good. It's tough. 49ers, I mean, geez, Brock Purdy, I wasn't sure what to expect from him this year. Uh, and, you know, you're never going to want him throwing the ball 50 times in a game. But that dude is good, and he's got all the intangibles and all the mental stuff that you want. So, yeah, I mean, Eagles fans may not admit it, but, 
you know, the, the 49ers are probably the best team in the NFC right now. Talking to John Marks uh, from our sister station, Odyssey WIP in Philadelphia. So looking ahead now to the National League Championship Series. Starts on Monday. Philly will have home field advantage this time against another NL West opponent. Just like last year, it was the Padres who surprised the Dodgers. Now it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I'd have to imagine that there is there's an even more of an unknown factor uh, for this matchup for the Phillies. I mean, the Padres had some people you knew. The, the Diamondbacks are kind of a mystery a little bit going into this series. What's the talk? What's the early analysis for the, for the matchup? Uh, I, I think the Diamondbacks are as dangerous of, of a matchup as you can possibly get because of their starting pitching. And like I was just saying with the, with the 49ers, they have that look. Man, the Diamondbacks have that look. And it doesn't matter if they won 40, 84 games in the regular season or they were the last team to get in. The Phillies were the last team to get in last year, and they showed how dangerous they were in the playoffs. You know, what was really um, was really interesting in the win over the Braves, and I was actually to our, our sister station down in Atlanta this morning, so I wanted to hear what they were saying about it, was like their offense didn't show up, right? Like the, the one thing I thought you were going to get out of this series was I, was I thought you were going to get a lot of runs from both sides, and the Phillies pitching was really good. Their bullpen was really good. So if the Phillies starting pitching, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Noah, they're going to need them because the Diamondbacks have really good starting pitching, and they're just like, like I said, man, they're a tough team. They're a good team. This is going to be a dogfight. Phillies have the home field advantage, so you're going to get more games in Citizens Bank Park than you will in Arizona. We'll be out in Arizona later this week, which will be really cool for uh, for games three and four, but um, or, or next week. But yeah, I mean, I I think the Phillies are obviously favored, and I, I would pick them to win in the series. But like, th- this is a dangerous team. It's going to be playing with a we-have-nothing-to-lose mentality because no one expected them to be here and no one's going to expect them to win the series. Talking to John Marks here from WIP in Philly. So, John, if I were to guess, last year, heading into the season, probably not a ton of expectations for the Phillies. No more than normal, I should say. And you were very happy making it through the NLCS and getting to the World Series, regardless of how it went. This year, is it World Series or bust in Philadelphia? Yeah, it, it, it's crazy because I think we started off the season World Series or bust, and then probably past the All Star break, starting pitching wasn't great. We had some injuries. It was more or less like, yeah, we're going to make the playoffs. So if we win a round and you're competitive in the, that second round, you know, like that's probably a successful season. And of course, you don't think that right now. You know, it's it's last year. I think they were fortunate with matchups, right? Like so. Padres beat the Dodgers, so you don't have to go through the Dodgers. You got the Braves, who were coming off a bye, so they were kind of like, you know, it was that weird thing where they had too much time off and the Phillies just got them. This year, you know, like, you're facing the hot team. So I don't know if if you would have thought you were coming in playing the Diamondbacks, but, I mean, to your point, Paul, it, it is right now. You have a payroll that is the highest payroll in franchise history. You have veteran players that were signed in free agency to win right now. You have some young players on the team as well, but they're entering their prime. This is when, if you're going to Boom, and then just goes the dynamite on John Marks there. You just heard, oh, there you are. You just, like, disappeared for about five seconds right there. Well, it's World, it's World Series yeah. or bust, and I, I don't think you're going to be favored in a World Series, um, depending on who you play, but um, this is World Series or bust, and I think this team's ready to win right now. John, really appreciate it. Uh, we're jealous. Let's just face it. I mean, we miss October baseball. We love that you've got such connections with uh, Bryce Harper listening to the show and, uh, you know, turning Trey Turner's season around. We can only dream of that here right now. But uh, good luck to you guys and uh, your teams and the rest of the way. And uh, thank you for joining us this morning. 
Always great talking to you. Thanks, Love Matt. him. John Marks uh, from Marks & Reese at WIP in Philadelphia and our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. I, he says that the, they're going to be underdogs in the World Series. Now, I think I was reading yesterday, and maybe, Paul, you've seen this as well. So the Phillies... The Rangers and the Astros all finished with exactly 90 wins. And if the Phillies get to the World Series, they would have home field advantage over the Astros. I think they won that series when they played them in the regular season. They would not have it against the Rangers. Hmm. And just the way the way the Citizens Bank Park has been and the atmosphere it feels like it's it's more of an important home field advantage. It's more like a football home field advantage right now than a baseball yes. home field advantage. Yes. So while you might be thinking, yeah, let's try the Rangers this time yeah. and not the Astros. Neutral site. I think I'd rather face the Rangers, Rangers But than the knowing Astros? that you're going to get, I think, four of the seven maybe in Philly, could that be the difference for that team, that extra game at home in a series against the Houston Astros? Just something to think about, hmm. uh, the fact that, that I mean, could change your rooting interest I mean, a little bit. So you had... Um, We're just assuming Philly beats Arizona. There were, what, 300 win teams in baseball. And I believe I saw the stat yesterday. So the five winningest teams in the regular season. The Braves, Orioles. the Orioles, the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Rays? and the Rays. Went 1-13 and 13 in the postseason. <laughs> the five winningest teams went 1-13, and 13, and now you're left with four teams, none of which won more than 90 games in the regular season in the Diamondbacks, the Phillies, the Rangers, and the Astros. A couple wild card teams, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, uh, you know, baseball, postseason baseball in October. There really is, there's really no way to predict it anymore. It's about as unpredictable as anything other than, you know, the Dodgers are going to lose. That seems to be the one prediction you can make almost every single Take year in the postseason. The Everything else, crapshoot. But I, I don't necessarily do, uh, agree with John. I think they may be the favorites in the World Series if if they get there. And he, you know, he said they're Diamondbacks are dangerous if they still are on a run. I mean, the first two pitching matchups of that series are the best pitchers on both sides. It's Zach Wheeler, Zach Gallen in Game One on Monday, and then Merrill Kelly against. Uh, Aaron Nola in Game 2 on Tuesday. So, you know, those games are both in Philly. If they don't win both of them, though, and the Diamondbacks get to come home with a split and, you know, getting through those two starters, now you can sort of see a path to to maybe an upset in that series. So it'll be an interesting start. Uh, you know, they need an ace performance from a gallon maybe in Game 1 or something like that. But uh, it'll be good. Uh, we'll be talking about it all week long next week for sure. When we come back, no Woods, no Joss, so I'm going to actually do a game of Real or Fake uh, Real for or a fake. Friday. Yeah, a special Friday Real or Fake chance to qualify for a trip to Las Vegas. We'll talk about Thursday Night Football last night as well with Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.